Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Atomic Shot. I am your host Ben, aka the Marvelous Iggy. Joining me is once again is Chief Godzillaologist, Tyler. Tyler, welcome back, my friend. You know, I was under the impression that this week's movie would have giant monsters, but all I saw was Matthew Broderick skipping school. Okay, you're going to need to explain that to me because I don't understand that at all. Um, Wait, so is this week is this week's movie not Ferris Bueller's Day Moth? God damn it, Tyler! <laughs> How long have you been holding it in? Uh, ever since uh, I started watching the movie. God, god damn it! Just I don't even know what to say to that. I was like, "What the fuck are you talking?" Like, who's? I guess the main character, maybe. Like, no. Okay, fine. All right. So, <laughs> either pun business out of the way. Uh, we this is Atomic Shot. This is episode uh, nineteen, I believe. Um, this is the fourth ep- uh, movie in the Heisei era. It is the title is um, sometimes it's titled Godzilla versus Mothra. I will be addressing it as Godzilla and Mothra: The Battle for Earth because I think that's a much, uh, much more awesome title name. It kind of it's harder to roll off the tongue though. It's much easier to say Godzilla versus Mothra, honestly. True. I'll have to just maybe I'll just put that and just put ninety one. So uh, this is uh, like I said, this is Godzilla versus Mothra. Uh, this is uh, I think I can't remember because I don't think we brought it up last time. I know I read reports or read like articles and stuff like that where back then they were going to try to basically remake Godzilla vs. King Kong again. I can't remember if it was this movie or the previous movie where it was where we fought he fought King Ghidorah. Uh, it was most likely the last one because okay. uh, they were starting to revive uh, the classic uh, monsters at that point anyway. True. Okay. So, uh, okay, so there you go. So this is the fourth film. Obviously, Mothra... Uh, definitely in terms of awareness, Toho's most popular monster. Definitely very popular with the with with ladies and you know stuff like that, which is really cool. Um, yeah. So let's go let's go run down the the stat sheet real quick. Uh, this this is directed by Taoko Okawara, uh, produced by Shogo Tomiyama, screenplay by Kazuki Omori, starring Tetsuya Besho, Satomi Kobayashi. Takehiro Murata and Megumi Odaka. Uh, music by Akira Fukube. This was released on December 12th, 1992 in Japan with a runtime of 102 minutes. So, we find ourselves at our technically our first remake uh, of, of the Godzilla series. Yeah, I was kind of expecting this to kind of be a remake of uh, the original Showa film. And in some aspects, uh, it does pay homages to the original movie. But... Right. It's very different. Right. It, it goes in different paths. It's not a one-for-one one remake, but I... And especially for us, like, where you and I have seen both movies now, we can definitely see where they drew, like, the... Okay, let's call back to that one, because, again, that was, what, 1962? Um, uh, it was 64, I think. 1964. So that one would have been almost 30... 30 plus years ago so like i think that's prop that's proper enough distance to like okay we can we can do this it's just that we're watching it in such a sort of span of time it kind of feels like hey did i just watch this but you really didn't um so let, let, let's get right into the plot so uh it starts off with a meteorite scary enough that comes in and 
I forgot this when I first watched the movie. Uh, it kind of destabilizes our planet for a bit because it causes typhoons to happen, fault lines to rupture or to 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 to. I guess rupture is the right word. Volcanoes to erupt. Basically, climate change on a thousand speed for the most part. Uh, but in also doing that, it awakens the monster Batra, who is the new monster for this movie. We'll get into Batra's role later. I'm not calling it the antagonist because it's not the antagonist. Uh, just, to, just to put that out there right now. But it awakens Batra. It awakens Godzilla because, of course, that son of a bitch can't stay down to save his life. Um, and of course it, uh, we are reintroduced to Mothra for the, for the, in the Heisei series. Um, and on doing so, uh, we follow a couple of, a couple of characters, um, namely a group of two. Cause the main characters of the, of this movie I would center on are the married couple, which are, um, uh, the divorce couple, the divorce couple, right. The divorce couple, which is, uh, played by Tetsuya Bisho. He plays Takuya Fujita and um, Masako Tezuka. They're... So we see Takuyuka basically being Indiana Jones. Uh, and if some... he was Liu Kang. If he was Liu Kang, yeah, which is kind of badass. Uh, I can only... I can imagine Liu Kang like doing ex... like expeditions like stuff like this. Um, he's trying to find like this artifact. Doesn't really matter. And he's he's his... it, it collapsed on him. Which by the way, that's a real fucking fear I have of like cavens and shit that's just so terrifying um yeah. and so he's reluctant he he is arrested do they say the country he's arrested in i don't really rem- i don't think that's important uh, i don't think it's really important either it's like another but basically South- it's basically rambo 2 where uh he gets inducted to uh go to this uh island to find shit pretty much so like it's either you like so this company um finds him uh, under the Marut, Mar- Mar- Marutomo company, basically says, uh, you know, we we're gonna send you. You either come with us and go see, the, go to this island, or you're gonna be in jail for 15 years in this in this uh, foreign land. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. And first he's like, nah, because they don't tell him about like how long he's gonna be there. Then after he finds out that he's gonna be there for an infinite amount of time, he's like, wait, 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 hold on, I'll, I'll come back. Even though I'm, it's gonna be my with the divorced wife. They find Mothra's egg. They find they call them the cosmos. I watched the English dub because I figured, hey, why not some hilarity this time around? Because um, goddamn, the English dub is so bad. Um, they call them they... the cosmos in the Japanese version too. Okay, so that is a that is a consistent change. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was a uh, if they were calling the Shobujin, uh in the Japanese version. I it was about a year ago since I've seen this movie uh, uh, when I first bought it. So, which by the way, this is like fifty bucks on Amazon right now, which is fucking crazy. Uh, Gross. This and the uh, King Ghidorah dual pack used to be ten bucks, fifteen at most. Now it's fifty. Fucking scalpers. Um, <laughs> so they go to they go to Infant Island. Uh, shenanigans ensue, and they find Mothra's egg. They bring Mothra to the mainland. Godzilla seemingly shows up. I'm assuming because he's hungry again, very much he like wants the an first. omelet. Yeah, he wants an omelet. Never, no matter the era, Godzilla spell sees a giant ass egg. Ooh, omelet time. Uh, and that, and then we see Batra, uh, and it becomes a battle for Earth. Uh, we'll get into more of the themes there, but that's largely the story, uh, pretty most part. It becomes a battle to save, our, a, a battle of our, um, of our conscience, and a battle for nature, a battle for Mother Earth, basically. Where's Captain Planet when we need him? 
Yes, exactly. Okay. So, uh, let's talk about the human cast, because even though there's a lot of characters, a lot of them are kind of just, oh, do this. Oh, yes, Godzilla is doing this. And, and unfortunately, uh, and much to my disappoint, uh, Megumi Odaka, um, Megu- M- Miki Sagusa plays, like, no role in this movie at all. Like, she has, like, throwaway lines, and, like, she has, like, one moment where she has, she senses the, 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 the cosmos's song. Um, and I kind of feel like, like considering she's like the staple, feels like she was just here just to be there. Like, they didn't yeah, really it have feels a like that her. she was really shoehorned in. Yeah, like she, I think she's the only. Like I said, she's like she's like the Coulson for this for this version of Godzilla. She's in almost every movie except the first one. Um, but besides that, so but like I said, the main. St- story is between the two technically it's three because we have uh kenji ando who plays the reluctant who plays the hand of the business and we'll talk about him separately i think i think i think it's i talk about him separately um the main story is kind of circled around uh takuya and masako and their sort of marriage problems oh yeah uh they have a very strange relationship as they like to hand fist at us Oh my god, yes. Um, and so it's it's so like in a oddly enough though, I, I don't know how about I, I'm curious what you think, Tyler. But I found it like really endearing because like despite like this bigger than larger cosmic battle that's going on for the, for, for Earth's survival, basically, if it, to me like the moments when they're like big, just bickering at each other like a, like an old married couple or ex or divorced married couple would do. Like it, it to me it grounded the film a lot. Like it, like it yeah. gave me something to latch onto. Yeah, there is a bit of humanity in uh, their relationship, and it's all bound together by uh, their mutual love for their daughter. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and and that's another aspect to uh, uh, Takuya's sort of development. So like he is. Uh, they never really get into the details of why they divorced, um, other than that they were young, and... I'm pretty sure it was because he's a thief. He, well, yeah, but, like, I don't know if that was, if thieving was the right thing at, at the time. Like, they never explicitly said what was the incident that caused them to divorce. Um, but you you could tell it wasn't, it wasn't good. Like, when you first meet them, they're, she's very snarky at him, he, she doesn't want anything to do with her, um... But it's very heartwarming to kind of see them come together. Uh, not like that, people. It's not it's not rated R. You're not going to get any of that in this movie. Um, you kind of see them basically reform that bond uh, towards the end of the movie. Although it kind of breaks a little bit when um, Takuya basically kidnaps the cosmos. Yeah, it was it was a move that I didn't see coming, but also kind of ties into the theme of the movie as a whole. Uh, would you care to explain that, please? Uh, basically, the whole deal with uh, Mothra and the Kazos in this movie is that they represent themselves as being the protectors of the Earth, which doesn't specifically mean humanity. Uh, to them, I'm ge- I'm assuming that humanity is sort of a plague, where uh. They're not getting their shit together, and they're pretty much wrecking the Earth. So um, they basically sick Mothra on them at certain points 
to basically fix all their problems, and then they find out, hey, humans aren't that bad. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the whole theme of the movie. Like, uh, is humanity worth saving? Right, and and and, uh, and that ties into Batra a little bit too, which we'll we'll talk about Batra stuff later. But yeah, um, but uh, Takuya, after like, there's that great scene at the airport where like even they had that night. Not at, they didn't have a night at the hotel, but like they were at the hotel lobby, and they were talking about like their their pastimes. Sorry, I guess. Oh, oh no! <coughs> oh no! Bless you. Bless you. I don't sneeze all day, and I sneeze on the fucking podcast. I'm sorry. Um, ah, so three, two, one. So they have that really good moment together, like uh, like before they go back to Japan, uh, like after they set Moth- after they set Mothra free, um, where they're they kind of reconnected. But the second he sees his daughter, uh, Takuya freezes, and he in like I found that really believable because I don't think like he was doing it out of anger or spite. I think he was just scared of like what is my daughter gonna say think about me? You know, am I an embarrassment to my daughter? Yeah. Um, and and I'll, honestly, even though it's like even though it's not like the deepest story in terms of either the overall plot or even the characters themselves, I think this is the most enjoyable cast um, since Biolante, which wasn't that long ago. But I think I think it's up there, man. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with that. Yeah, it's well acted. It it feels genuine. Even when their kid shows up, she's not that annoying. Although the English dub, she's kind of annoying, um, just because of the voice actress they chose. Um, but yeah, I I I love how their story intertwines with everything, and how they, they their unity coming together. Because Earth theoretically, yeah, like you like if you would say this, uh, Masako is like the Mother Earth. She doesn't need Takuya to continue living her life with her daughter. But it's that only through the combination of humanity and, and, and Mother Earth and, you know, Takuya and Masako together can they form a stronger bond that makes Mother Earth strong and in which case makes their child strong. You know, I, I, that's, at least that's how I saw it. I, I feel like there's a, there's a lot of symbolism going on throughout this movie. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the other character, the third wheel, Ando. Who, man, why did you fucking wear a suit to go hiking in a rainforest jungle? I was just gonna jungle? say, like, like it's so weird. He is so uptight. Right. So Ando is basically representing uh, the Mar- Maratomo company, uh, who they want Mater's egg or they want whatever's on Infinite. They don't even know what's there or not, um, and he. I don't know who decided this, and maybe it's to stick with his character that he's the ultimate yes man. I will do anything to please my boss, which is I think like very true to Japanese culture. Um, like obviously, yeah. like you you have those people who are like yes, you know yes boss. Um, and like he he goes hiking with uh, Takuya and Masako in this probably humid ass jungle in like full on suit. Whereas, like, Takuya and Masako are all, like, actually look ready to dress. Or dress to, to adventure. Yeah, uh, proper safari attire. Um, so yeah, like, he's, like, the one, like, but he does have a good arc because he represents, like, 
he he's not exactly behind evil. So his the Maratuma Corporation, they don't play like unlike the first movie where like the the business the business is basically the evil one. The Maratoma Corporation is kind of in the background for the most part. Like they you can you they the movie tells you they're doing evil things. Um but you don't really see it a lot. And you don't even see um uh the the head uh, of the Maratoma Corporation who's played by uh Makoto Otake. Uh you don't really see him a lot. Yeah. Like I figured he was going to be like uh the villain guys from Mothra versus Godzilla honestly. And uh I... There is a subplot where uh, he wants to profit from uh, Mothra's egg by using it as an exhibit for Japan, but that doesn't really go anywhere. No, it doesn't. Um, but he, yeah, like he 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 basically represents humanity at its worst. He's not in a lot of scenes, but I feel that whenever he is on scene, he he like you know he's represent he's a manifestation of that. Like like th- at the end of the movie when Ando finally has that moment. Of like, because he he slowly starts to realize um, that what my company that I work for is harming the earth, like it's literally harming the earth. Um, and Ando has that moment where he finally confronts him about it, and he's like, "The earth is getting its revenge." Um, and like, and you can hear uh, the the um, him the, the boss basically saying, "I don't give a shit. Fuck y'all. I I want money. I want power." Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, Ketchy from Final Fantasy VII. A, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I could definitely see that. So does that make Godzilla uh, Sephiroth? God, now I, I want to see Godzilla Photoshop with like long <laughs> silver hair. And then r- somehow remix the Godzilla theme with Sephiroth's theme. I don't think that's possible, but somebody's crazy enough to do it. Um... But that was a great moment. So yeah, not like it doesn't reach levels of fifty four. A lot of movies in this in this series will not reach the levels of fifty four. But I do think, in terms of overall performances, I think I think it's one of the best. Yeah, uh, out of the human actors, these are probably the more engaging characters in the Heisei series so far. Yeah, and and it's I think it's because they made it about. A divorced couple, something anybody can relate to, and like, like that, that, like I was saying earlier, that's what it means to to ground something. Like, it doesn't mean making God, Mods, Godzilla or Mothra's origin believable. It's about making the humans you care about believable, so you then you can care about uh, these other things that are happening around them. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the monsters. Uh, so we won't talk about Godzilla. Funny enough, about Godzilla though. He's a fucking afterthought in this movie. Like, it, it, you could just... You could remove Godzilla's involvement from this movie, and the movie barely changes, in all honesty. Um, I would kind of disagree. I mean, he's kind of uh, the main motivator as to why uh, Batra and Mothra do what they do at the end. True, but I think you... I think if you remove Godzilla and basically just have it Mothra take takes on Batra... In a classic monster fight, it would. I don't think you lose. Like you could still have the moments with the human actors. Like nothing really changes. Godzilla kind of just shows up randomly, and he's just like, "I want to fight. That's it. I'm just here to. Fight. I'm here to ruin everything. Exactly. So let's talk about Mothra first. Or do you want to talk about Mothra? Or do you want to talk about Batra first? Uh, I'm fine with either. Okay, let's talk about Mothra. So 
Mothra, of course, having two forms. Let's talk about her larval form. They didn't really change much with this one. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much to change, to be honest. No, I mean, definitely the suit looks nicer, but I would hope in 30 years it would look nicer. Um, uh, They definitely did a better job, I believe, of making it look bigger. Um, Yeah. Because, like, when we watch those other movies, Mothra looks tiny compared to everything else around. But in this movie, I don't know if it was perspective or if it was... um, like just better, uh, like just the the suit was bigger, but they did a better job of making Mothra look humongous in her larva form. Yeah, I would say it's probably the perspective of it all because uh, I have a hard time believing that a tiny ass Martha larva would be able to uh, defeat Godzilla on its own. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, nothing really to talk about the with the with the larva form. You see it for a while, like it's. But the good news is, unlike uh, the first time where Mothra is kind of on her last legs and dies in the movie, um, and then you then the larva twins take over. It's the reverse here, where Mothra uh, is born in this movie, and we get to see her basically become the goddess that she is. Um, and, and her, all her glory. So let's, they, I think they, they definitely changed her design for this one. Yeah. She definitely looks different than she does in the show era. Yeah. Can't uh, really quite put my finger on it though. Um, I think it's, she looks way fuzzier, like way fuzzier. She looks like a plush toy, which I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, Mothra is supposed to be like the gentle giant, you know, the gentle kaiju, the non-heart, like the only reason she Mothra larva form even rampages through Tokyo is because the the cosmos sing their song, which this is my favorite version of the uh, of the Mothra theme. Yeah. It, it's a pretty good rendition. It's it's like it's rhythmic, it's it feels it feels good. It feel like it it, it feel like it feels like there's meaning to the words. Um, and I, I want to say this real quick about it, and I, I'm curious what you think, Tyler, uh, what you have to say about it. But during Mothra, so Mothra, uh, the show, the the I keep wanting to call them the Shobuja, but they're not called that. The Cosmos calm Mothra down. They basically say, okay, Mothra will help you in the fight against, will help you against Batra or Godzilla. I can't remember at this point. And they Mothra starts going away, and I I found it so funny that Mothra's like, okay, Mothra will stop destroying everything. Mothra turns around, oh sorry, <clears throat> oh sorry, oh just crashes into everything. Um, it's it's just, and then the military at, like decides to attack her because they think Mothra is uh is still destroying. Like no, she's just trying to leave, idiots. Like just let her leave. You can rebuild those later. Um, so. Uh, Mothra ends up going to the uh, Tokyo court, uh, Capitol House, uh, the Capitol. The Dai building. building. The Dai building, thank you. Uh, and cocoons herself there. And I won't lie to you, Tyler. That whole moment where she's uh, preparing herself un- and then ultimately reveals herself, that felt very much like watching a, like a religious experience. Oh, yeah. This was... Uh... This was definitely an enlightening scene from start to finish. And it's all uh, basically a moth coming out of a bunch of webs. Pretty much. But, like, the way they shoot it with the lights, 
Um, you obviously have Mothra's like very gentle, aha, you know, kind of music playing. The Shobajin obviously sing. Uh, the, the Cosmos gonna do that, people. I'm sorry. Um, Who gives a fuck? Yeah, the Cosmos constantly singing. Like it, it felt like very much like I was watching a religious experience. Like it, it's a very beautiful moment too, because that's literally the power of nature, the power of transformation, of turning one form into another. Although Mothra can do it instantaneously, which is it's just awesome. Um, Suck at creationists. Book. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Ma- I think Mothra looks great. They gave her some new powers. Um, like she had like electrical storm ability. Um, of course, her, her typical webs. But I, j- I just think they made her fuzzier. I think that's the big difference. And her color scheme slightly different. Yeah. Uh, I definitely get the fuzz out of it, definitely. Yeah, she just want to nuzzle next to her. Mm-hmm. But then you get paralyzed because they're probably all like poison needles or something like that. Probably. Um, so yeah, Mothra, I think Mothra, they're definitely faithful to her design, but they, like, I, my personal favorite is the big blue eyes. Like, the, the glass, like, the, the, they, I don't know what kind of, like, stuff they'd use to make those eyes, but they look so, like, and I think they chose blue because, like, blue is obviously the color of calm, the color of, you know, like, people, like, use blue as a sense of, like, everything's gonna be okay. It's like, why Superman has blue on him? When you see blue, you tend to... You know, like like ocean, ocean waters calm people. Uh, see people. I know symbology. Damn it! I didn't take it. I did not take it in college, but I understand it. Um, but I just like it. Like there's like it feels like Mothra's looking to your soul uh, when when you when you stare at her with those big blue eyes of hers. Yeah. So let's talk about her polo opposite, Batra, uh, which is a new creation for this. Uh, Batra is not the antagonist as much as the movie wants you to think up to the first like thirty minutes. Uh, or at least how our at least I would even say the first hour. Um, so Batra is basically Mothra's polar opposite uh, in every sense of the word. It's basically Dark Pit from Kid Icarus Uprising. Pretty much. So um, I think what isn't it? Batra is a creation of Mother Earth because Mother Earth was pretty much pissed off at humanity. And, uh, more or less, yeah. And so, but Mothra. And and Batra basically are destined to do battle and to see who would win. Um, Ma- Batra also has two forms: a larval state and a freakish. I don't even know what to call it, but we'll talk about the larval form first. Uh, what do you, what do it's you like think a, of those? It's like a big cicada, I think. Yeah, I think so. Well, we'll get into that in a moment. What did you think of its like its a ba- its base form first? Um, I think his larval form looks, uh, pretty menacing, especially when you compare it to, uh, Mothra's larval form. Like, the protruding horns definitely gives it a more demonic-looking, uh, form to it. I think it's a nice contrast. True, yeah, exactly. Um, like, Mothra is very smooth, very, like, it's, all the things I just mentioned I won't repeat again. The Batra, like, if if there's one word I would describe describe Batra with, it's hard. It's like, everything looks like... Jagged edge, yes. <laughs> is that a is that a horn protruding, or are you just happy to see me? Um, you know, like I think the horn is a nice touch at the end. Like even in that form, like it looks menacing. Like and it and it and we'll talk about the fights in a moment. But it it t- tussles with Godzilla for a while and holds its own. Yeah, that was shocking to me. Though I shouldn't have been shocked because the same thing happened in the show era. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but let's talk about its other form. So, Batra kind of disappears 
for like half the movie after their initial confrontation between uh, all three monsters. But uh, right after Mothra sort of re- uh, resurrects as her, not resurrects, transforms into a new form, Batra just comes out of the ocean like, I'm, I'm also, I also am here! Um, which is, I found really funny. Uh, but I want to, what are your thoughts on, on Batra's, on, I guess, final form? Um, yeah, it looks like a bat out of hell, honestly. I mean, the name Batra is fitting with this form, to be honest. Yeah, it, it looks like, it looks like, what happens if we cross a literal bat with an insect? Because it has, like, everything is angular, everything is sort of, like, like, very pointy, um, like, its teeth are like a xenomorph, which is even freakier, um, which, that's, that's not good to me, um, and, like, its wings are a similar color set to Mothra, which I think is, like, a nice sort of reference, like, they're the kind of, like, from the same cloth, but, like, it's, it's all black, it looks like it's wearing black armor, in all honesty. It's Batman. It, it is, it, it is Batman, and, and Mothra is Robin, um... <laughs> But yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I think, I, and unfortunately, I think this is the last time we see Batra, though. We don't ever see it appear again. Not even in Mothra's own movies. Yeah, uh, not in the movies, though. Uh, he does make a brief appearance in Godzilla Save the Earth as a non-playable uh, uh, monster that you fight against, or rather, fights against you. Damn, really? Not even unlockable or shit like that? Nope. That's crazy. Why would they do that? Like, just make it an alternate skin for Mothra. It literally does the uh, same thing. Basically, it was just a big old time constraint, because they wanted to coincide with the 50th anniversary. I guess, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe Somebody out there has got to be good enough to make that guy playable somehow. Who knows? Um, or maybe mod a skin onto, uh, onto Mothra or something. But, okay, so... Not gonna talk about Godzilla because they didn't really change much for him. He still looks the same, uh, which is good because the Heisei era is one of the best designs for Godzilla yet. Agreed. Uh, but let's talk about the fights because there's multiple of fights this time uh, that we're blessed with. Um, although the first, so the first one uh, is pretty much after Mothra wakes up initially in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, uh, where Godzilla just seemingly shows up because he wants an omelet. Um, Mothra is basically trying to escape from Godzilla, and it's not really much of a fight, um, just because Godzilla overpowers Mothra so bad. He just smacks her around. Pretty much, and there's there's one moment where I had to stop because it was too damn funny, uh, where, where Godzilla literally grabs Mothra, and like, you can see how big Godzilla is compared to Mothra, and Godzilla just cheats it, just like, and like, poor Mothra's like, <laughs> into the water, like, it's fine, but... Jesus Christ, like, why? Uh, there's even a moment where I think it's, like, biting on Godzilla's tail, and it's just, like, Godzilla just gives no fucks about it. Yeah, he doesn't even care. Um, but Batra does show up. Um, and that's where, like, you get a cool underwater fight between the two of them. It's kind of hard to see what's going on sometimes, but I think the visual is cool, nonetheless. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's even more impressive to me is that uh, despite the buoyancy underwater, Godzilla is able to uh, s- uh, smack down Batra underwater at full strength. That's how badass he is, dude. He's the fucking king of the monsters. Um, True. But, yeah, so uh, th- 
Like, the fight isn't super long, but if anything, it shows that Batra's not something to take lightly just because um, it's it's in its larva form. Like I said, it they fight until, like, I think there's a kid. Like, they basically keep fighting until they're trapped underwater. Am I correct? Yeah, they basically uh, fall into an underwater uh, crevice, and which leads them into a volcanic ridge. Yeah. Uh, or at least Godzilla leads into a volcanic ridge, and he shows up later at Mount Fuji, which is so badass. Like, so, I have to talk about it. So, like, Godzilla dis- Godzilla and Batra disappear. Godzilla literally appears in the movie, erupting through Mount Fuji, and, like, wait a minute. And, like, the, the scientist is like, wait a minute. He literally swam th- under the ocean, up through Mount Fuji in, like, I think 13,000 degree heat because of the magma flow. And he's alive? Like, yeah. I'm like, holy shit, that sounds so hardcore. Godzilla gives the middle finger to human comprehension. Pretty pretty much. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, so uh, we are then treated to, initially it seems like, okay, Mothra and Godzilla are going to team up to fight this new form of Batra. And at, forts, at first, it seems you have the fight between Batra and Mothra, which is like, okay, this is what we've been building towards. How did you feel about this whole aerial to aerial? Because this is the first time we're really seeing this. Oh, yeah. Um, I honestly didn't expect uh, things the way uh, that they turned out, honestly. But uh, given the Heisei tradition of uh, having Godzilla be the bad guy, I guess it kind of makes sense. Right. No, I'm, t- I'm talking about, like, like in terms of just real quick about, like, like just the aerial shots they shows for Batra and Mothra. Like, how did you... Oh, yeah, you... that... I thought they were pretty cool. Like, uh... Having an aerial battle between uh, two flying monsters uh, with uh, 90s technology uh, is pretty impressive. Like, I, I dig it. Yeah, it was really cool. And again, I don't think... I think this is the first time that we've seen two monsters. Like, we've had aerial monsters, but usually it's an aerial monster versus a land monster. I think this is the first time you've actually seen two monsters who only fly attack each other, which is really cool. And I think some of the shots are really dynamic. Yeah. And they felt and they felt vicious because like there were points where like Batra and Mothra would get really close and it's it's like ah, um, but of course Godzilla uh, is just roaming around Yokohama, just like on his way to go fight fight them, <laughs> and I love that this is the best part of the movie honestly because convention says okay Batra's the bad guy, Mothra and Godzilla are gonna team up to fight him. No, 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 no. Godzilla doesn't care who the fuck is there at all. Um, he just wants to fuck shit up regardless. And Batra and Mothra, like, there's a great moment where both Batra, Batra and Mothra are on the ground. And they're clearly communicating with each other. These two are enemies. And they're like, listen, dog. That big lizard asshole will fucking end us both if we don't work together. And Batra's like, okay, yeah, I see your point. Let's do this. Yeah, I think uh, they become friends when uh, Mothra heals Batra uh, when they find that Godzilla is too much for them to handle. Yeah, one on one, and it's great because like you just have both Batra and Mothra like flying around him, shooting lightning, creating like vo- like the I'm guessing the sleep powder or stun powder on them from Mothra's end, um, and just like and just Godzilla can't do anything to them. He tries to shoot the uh, his atomic breath. I think Mothra absorbs it for a bit. Uh, if I remember correctly, like with uh, he, she's actually reflecting it. 
Because I remember that uh, one of her special moves in Save the Earth, uh, she reflects projectiles. And okay. I'm pretty it was sure kinda... that's a reference to this movie. Okay, it's kind of hard to tell exactly because his, his flame kind of just goes out. So it's kind of, I assume that she absorbed it or something. Um, the movie doesn't really do a good job. But I, I, I can buy that she reflected it. Um, but they ultimately, like, it's, it, I think it's a nice twist that instead of, like, they could have easily have turned Godzilla into a good guy here. But they didn't. They kept true with, like, no he's still the antagonist for the movie, and I think that's awesome. For all intents and purposes, he represents the worst of uh, humanity's sins because you gotta remember, he was created because of uh, nuclear warheads and stuff. Pretty much, yeah. He's basically um, the enemy of Earth for all intents and purposes. Which is odd to think about considering the next couple movies we're about to go into... But well, actually, not the next movie, but definitely the fo- the last two movies for sure. Um, but I, I I think it's really cool. I, I honestly like the idea of seeing this demonic, like it's almost like Lucifer and God working together to beat like a uh, xenomorph in a way. We're like, okay, this bitch is too much for us. We need to stop. And, and you know, um, and ultimately, um, they uh, they stun um, Godzilla to the point where they were going to carry him into the ocean. But, like, Godzilla bites down on Batra, like, I think it's neck. Yeah. And, like, all of a sudden, you just see Batra's, like, blood, yellow blood, just... I thought it was acidic, but I don't think it is. Um, because I didn't see Godzilla burning or anything. Um, and, uh, Godzilla drops Batra into... Like, Godzilla and both Batra drop into the ocean. Uh, and then... Mothra does a fucking magic circle or some shit like that. I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah, I'm not sure what that was about either. But, uh, I, I have to say, like, I thought the fights were really entertaining, in all honesty. And the twist was really cool. Yeah. Okay, uh, so, okay, so yeah, I think definitely good fights. Not the best in the series. I I still think Biolante has that by a long shot. And I don't, I think it's going to hold that title for a while. But still entertaining fights regardless. Well choreographed. Good showing out the aerial stuff. Let's talk about that ending though. So, um... Batra is dead. I think it's established that Batra died in the fight between Godzilla and the, the fight against Godzilla. And we yeah, learned... that's the, safe to say. And, and, and we learned through, um... Through the fight... At the end of the fight, when they're about to say goodbye to Matra, that like, hey, the, the cosmos basically reveal like, hey, there's a meteor coming in 1999, and well, shit, Bat- yeah, Batra was supposed to stop that, and they're like, oh shit, so um, the fight clearly between Batra and Matra was not gonna supposed to was not supposed to end in Mortal Kombat. It was supposed to end like Street Fighter, where like, okay, you lost, go to your corner. Um, <laughs> excuse me, so. Uh, I found that really odd because spoiler alert, there we don't ever get to the meteor point. Like it never shows up. Uh, the Heisei era. Yeah, ends. I thought it was gonna be like Meg- the end of Mega Man X Five, where Zero uh, pilots the shuttle into the space colony. Now, but see, we never part see of, it. Yeah, part of me thinks because they do say that Mothra goes into space to divert the meteorite. I don't know how far they had this planned out, but part, but because what's coming, not in the next movie, but the movie after that, that's Space Godzilla. 
And part of and it comes like just a small spoiler for Space Godzilla. It comes in a, on a giant crystal meteorite. So part of me thinks that that's like referencing that, but it because Mothra did something, it's coming faster. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. But basically, Mothra leaves the planet to go alter the course, the trajectory of this meteorite of this of this meteor that's going to hit Earth. And the the the, the cosmos basically say it's going to destroy everybody if we don't do anything now. Now I must go. My planet needs me. <laughs> pretty pretty much. Um, but the people seem okay, because, like, hey, it's 1992. 1999 is only eight years away. Um, thanks, you know, so. We never get there. We, we never, we never get to that point. Um, we might have if the American movie Godzilla didn't happen. So maybe that was something they Probably. had planned. Yeah, maybe, maybe that was something they had planned, but obviously plans change. Alright, uh, let's wrap it up, Tyler. Um, I think, I think it's fair to do that. I think we're running... Oh wow, we're actually running pretty long. Jesus. Um What are your uh, any notes that we missed over? Uh let's see here. Da, 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 da. Wacky Adventures Exploring Infinite Island. Da, 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 da. Not really. I think I l- we covered everything. Okay. I did love that moment where they get out of the river on Infinite Island and they're like, Oh yeah, we're fine and they both comically pour out water from their shoes and they look so grumpy at him. I thought that was a great moment. There's a lot of com- there's yeah. actually a lot of com- comedy in this movie. Uh, it kind of bounces out with like the sort of heavy-handed Earth stuff. Um, yeah. So Tyler, uh, what are your final thoughts on Mothra versus Godzilla 1991? I think this is a fine movie. Uh, it's definitely. Uh, I don't think it beats out some of the other uh, movies. Uh, 54 or uh, Godzilla Returns or Biolenti or whatever. But I think it's a fine enough Godzilla film on its own. Like, it has a, it has a pretty uh, not exactly clear-cut uh, message to it where basically humans are garbage and they need to get their shit together. So, uh, I thought it was all fine and dandy. Um, I... I... I think this is definitely one of my personal favorites. I just love Mothra. I think it's a beautiful movie. Um, and just seeing, you know, the the two supposed rivals tag team up to take on an even greater foe, I think that's such a great trope. Um, it's, 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 it's like Goku and Vegeta teaming up to take down Frieza, you know? Uh, it's, it's the exact... It's very similar in that in That's that terrifyingly accurate. Um, yeah. Uh... Not, I don't think it's. I think I still like the 1964 version a lot better. Um, but I do think this is a fine like retelling of that story with a lot of new additions. And Mothra looks great. I give it a three and a half. In, in yeah, in, in all. yeah, same here. All right, so that's gonna do it for this episode of Atomic Shot. Uh, be, before we plug our stuff, uh. Uh, next week when we come back, uh, it's a it's another rematch, and it's a rematch that's highly anticipated for the first time since 1975. Godzilla will be going up going up against his mechanized doppelganger in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two. Yes, I will yeah. explain. I will explain why it's fucking called that next week. Um, Tyler, where can people find your stuff? 
You can follow me on Twitter at hey it's that tie. I also stream stuff on Twitch TV uh, slash hate tie your shoes one. At the moment, I am streaming. Uh, I just started Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, and uh, every other uh, day uh, on at eleven Central Standard Time uh, on uh, c- certain weekdays, I'll be streaming No More Heroes. Uh, we're making pretty decent progress in that one, all things considered. And uh, yeah. That's so cool. All right, and you can find me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy for all things related to the Marvelous One. Check the pinned tweet for my video on The Outer Worlds where I give my thoughts on uh, Obsidian's first game outside of Bethesda. Uh, you can find me live at every Wednesday, every Sunday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time and every Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central, Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash iggy2814. It's Zelda month, so on Sundays I'm streaming Wind Waker and on Wednesdays, God help me, I'm streaming Skyward Sword. Um, so look forward to that. Uh, be sure to check out the Charge Shot Gamescast every Friday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern, where Justin, Thomas, and I discuss the week in video games and the games we've been playing. Uh, again, thank you all for listening. The support has been for this show has been amazing. Um, and uh, uh, next week, again, it's a rematch between Godzilla and his mechanized doppelganger with Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2. We are officially... In the second half of the Showa era, because that's how short... Uh, not the Showa era. The Heisei era, because that's how short it is. Um, and I guess we'll announce this... I'm going to announce this right now, so everybody can get has time to get ready. You have no excuses otherwise. Instead of doing a typical review for Godzilla 1998, uh, Tyler and I will be doing a watch-along for that movie, because Tyler wants to rage the entire time through, I'm convinced. I got a lot to say about the film, and I don't think 40 minutes is enough to explain it. No, we're going to watch all of it, We uh, and we may have a special guest. We'll see. If we're still working on that. Um, but look forward to that. It's still a ways out, but just you can look through your closet, because you know you own a copy of Godzilla 98. You know you do, bitch. I know you do. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. I'm actually looking at my webcam, because I got one now. Um, You're right, I do. Uh, so, uh, like, look forward to that, but... Again, that's for the foreseeable. That's for the future. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, go, go, Godzilla. Tune in next time. Same batch of time, same batch of channel. <laughs>